This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness, an author, and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to speak about the law of unintended consequences and how it applies to insurance and the so-called tort of bad faith. Statutes have unintended consequences, as do court opinions. Consider, for example, prohibition, probably the most glaring historical example of unintended consequences. People didn't stop drinking. They just found other ways to indulge creating a criminal element that increased violent crime and made criminals out of businessmen, made criminals rich, and caused deaths from inexperienced makers of bathtub gin that caused violent death on its consumption. Then there's the war on drugs intended to suppress the illegal drug trade, but which has instead consolidated and strengthened the drug cartels brought about violence both south and north of the Mexican border and put millions of Americans in jail. The Australian government introduced rabbits into Australia for food, resulting in an explosion in the population of rabbits with no natural predators in Australia to the point where they have now become a major feral pest. There's the introduction of kudzu into southeastern United States as an ornamental plant that would help prevent erosion in earthworks, but has replaced native plants and virtually taken over significant portions of the land. Insurance fraud has also shown itself to create unintended consequences. State insurance departments near the turn of the century recognized that insurance fraud is a serious crime, taking multiple billions of dollars from the insurance industry. Local police and prosecutors were not concerned, even after insurance fraud was made a felony, because no one suffered physical injury or death. Insurance fraud just cost a lot of money to insurers who are perceived to be as extremely wealthy and more victimizers than victim. Since almost no one was being prosecuted for insurance fraud, states like California enacted statutes that required insurers to thoroughly investigate all claims, institute a special fraud investigation unit, whose only purpose was to detect, investigate, gather evidence, and present that evidence to prosecutors to prosecute the crime. The Special Investigative Units, the SIUs, did the work only to find most of their investigations ignored, and their successes received little or no encouragement from the insurers and the state. Both wanted all claims settled quickly and fairly. The salespeople could not explain why their fraud perpetrator clients were being placed under oath and asked to prove their loss rather than just receive a quick and unquestioned check. State law made all insurers doing business in the state 
as the only entities required by law to investigate and help in the prosecution of criminals seeking to defraud the insurer. All other persons and entities, when they are the victim of a crime, report it to a police agency who investigates the crime. Reporting a crime like robbery to police has no consequence to the person reporting the crime, nor does that person have any obligation past reporting the crime since they are immune from suit for doing the public service of reporting a crime. Because insurers are compelled to investigate their customers who the insurer believes have committed a fraudulent act find, if they err, that they are charged with breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing. The suits for erroneously, even in good faith, reporting an insured to the state for fraud exposes the insurer to tort damages and punitive or exemplary damages. The privilege provided to protect those who report suspected crimes to police agencies is often ignored or sidestepped by the courts as the California Court, Supreme Court did in Framathalito v. Fire Insurance Exchange in 1986 decision. In that case, the insurer who denied a claim for fraud and saw its insured arrested and tried for insurance fraud was still made a defendant when the insured was acquitted, even if the insurer obtains a defense verdict. The cost of defending a bad faith lawsuit is often greater than paying the person the insurer believes has attempted to defraud it in the amounts it asked for. Now, there are anti-fraud statutes and regulations, and I've even written a book about the new California SIU stat statutes and regulations anti-fraud statutes in my home state of California and most other states are also victims of the law of unintended consequences. Because insurance fraud has been estimated to take from the industry anywhere from 80 to 200 to 300 billion dollars every year, states enacted statutes requiring insurers to create special fraud investigation units to pursue fraud investigations that would normally be performed by the police. Statutes requiring the SIU to do the investigation, collect the evidence, and then report findings to state fraud investigators for prosecution have one true effect. The police aren't interested. They're going to let the insurer do the investigation for them and then turn it over to the special police agencies run by the state. For example, California, like almost every state, has enacted an Insurance Fraud Prevention Act. One provision of that act provides in part, quote, any company licensed to write insurance in this state that believes that a fraudulent claim is being made shall within 60 days after determination by the insurer that the claim appears to be a fraudulent claim, send to the fraud division the information requested and any additional information relevant to and relative to the factual circumstances of the claim, 
and the parties claiming loss or damages that the commissioner may require. Close quote. This is a mandatory statutory obligation on the part of insurers to report their belief that it appears to the insurer that a fraudulent claim is being made. Once sufficient facts are developed that support the appearance of a fraudulent claim, the insurer is obligated to report that appearance and or belief to the state and thoroughly investigate the claim to help the state in its efforts to prove that a crime occurred. In addition to encourage and require insurers to fulfill the requirement to report suspected claims and to encourage and require insurers to train and maintain effective investigation of potential fraudulent claims, the California Department of Insurance, like many other states, enacted a set of emergency regulations requiring all insurers who do business in the state to maintain or retain an SIU and plan to defeat fraudulent insurance claims. The California SIU regulations were approved in their final form in October of 2005 and have been revived and are more technical and detailed as of October 1, 2020. To encourage compliance, the California Department has audited dozens of insurers regarding the SIU regulations and found that most insurers doing business in California that were audited were in violation of some portion of the SIU regulations. Major fines, as much as $10,000 per violation, may be imposed on those insurers who refuse or fail to comply with the SIU regulations. Failure to train 100 employees can therefore result in a fine from $500,000 to $1 million. The potential fines were a great incentive to create at least the appearance of an effective SIU. The SIU regulations require insurers to train every claims employee in accordance with the requirements of the regulations no later than 30 days after the person is hired and annually thereafter. The intent of the SIU regulations was to make it easier for an insurer to comply with the statutes and recognize fraud when it is attempted. The California Insurance Code attempts to protect the insurers who fulfill the requirements of the reporting statutes by providing that no insurer or the employees or agents of any insurer shall be subject to civil liability for libel, slander, or any other relevant cause of action by virtue of providing information concerning a suspected fraudulent claim to law enforcement. It, however, in Frommuth Belido, the California Supreme Court concluded that, although immune from suit for reporting the insured to the fraud division, the insurer could still be charged with a tort of bad faith for not investigating further after the insured was acquitted of criminal charges of insurance fraud, even though the requirement for proof in a criminal case is much greater than the requirement for proof in a civil action. I have made a proposal that if the various states want 
better cooperation and more prosecution of insurance fraud, they must protect those whose assets are in danger if the state fails to convict the fraud perpetrator or the insurer is sued for bad faith for reporting its suspicion to the fraud division that states most must provide the insurer with complete immunity. A proper statute should read, quote, a communication by an insurer or its representative to any person interested in the insurer's conclusion that is suspects a fraudulent claim has been attempted whether a police agency or any person interested is a privileged communication and the insurer shall be immune for suit, from suit for any tort cause of action by the person or persons suspected of fraud. Any insurer that denies a claim for misrepresentation or concealment of material facts or for fraud in the inception of the insurance or in the presentation of a claim shall, if a court of competent jurisdiction finds that the decision to deny the claim was incorrect, will only be liable to the insured for the indemnity promised by the policy and interest at the legal rate, close quote. Whether the plaintiff's bar and its lobbyists would allow such a change is problematic and probably non-existent. Legislatures who enact SIU laws and regulators who impose SIU regulations must understand that insurers are not, are not police agencies, not prosecutors, and not equipped to conduct criminal investigations. Therefore, the state should understand that insurers, their SIU investigators and lawyers, need protection from fraud perpetrators who are reported to and tried for, but not convicted by the state, from litigation seeking damages from an insurer who simply followed the requirements of the SIU statutes and regulations. Simply put, if an insurer does what it is required to do by the statutes compelling fraud investigations, SIU investigation units, and reports to the fraud division or fraud bureau of the various states, and errs and wrongly accuses someone of insurance fraud even if doing so in good faith, it will face the law of unintended consequences where these statutes designed to protect insurers against fraud open them up to bad faith lawsuits and punitive damages for doing what they were asked to do by the state. This video was adapted from my book, The Law of Unintended Consequences and the Tort of Bad Faith, available from Amazon.com as both a paperback and as a Kindle book, and can also be explained in detail by going to my 
website zalma.com and clicking on the link to the insurance claims library. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to you, forward it to your colleagues. It's free and please subscribe to my YouTube channel, my Rumble channel, and my blog so you can be informed of future videos and blog posts. Thank you for your attention.